Hey there, Mom Squad. Welcome to Mom's Game 2, the podcast. I am Aisha, and if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad that you found me. And if you're a returning listener, I'm so glad you came back because we have a topic today. And it's a good one, I promise you. Today we're going to talk about reasons why you should be gaming before you go to bed at night. And I know, I know, screen times before bed, blue light, all that nonsense. But just hear me out, okay? I promise by the end of this episode, you might think twice about not gaming before bed and picking up that switch or your phone and playing a quick game before you crash. Story time, story time. Let's get this story time in. So this story, I'm sure, will make its way around every year around Christmas time because the seven-year-old is, y'all, she be seven-year-olding, okay? And I, I'm here for it. I love the things that she does, it's always hilarious. It's always a good time, but man. So for those of you who follow me on other platforms, you guys know, well, no, I posted about it on Christmas day as well. When I got on and said, Merry Christmas, uh, we had to put one of our dogs down. His spleen ruptured. He had a mask growing on his spleen, his spleen ruptured, um, the week before Christmas. Now, granted at that time, We had not bought a Christmas tree yet. We had talked to the kids and I told them, you know, I'm just not going to buy a Christmas tree this year. Um, You guys will get presents. Presents will be wrapped because they had a big grievance with that last year because I put everything in gift bags and they were like, no, mom, this is not it. Uh, You need to wrap our gifts. So this year I made sure I wrapped everything right. They all got gifts. Everything was fine. But I really wasn't in the Christmas spirit. And to be honest, neither were my kids. We are all just kind of in this weird space, right? So I told them, you know, we're not going to get a tree this year, but, you know, we'll still do a little decorating, whatever. And then we had to put the dog down and even less Christmas spirity. Okay. So it's the last week of school before Christmas break. They have a short week. They only go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Monday night, I put, we had to put the dog down, right? That in itself is a thing. Um, Tuesday, my kid goes to school. All right, cool. Perfectly fine. She says that her teacher wants to talk to me when I drop her off at school tomorrow. Okay, cool. What did you do? (laughs) I didn't do anything, mom. I swear you never believe me. You're right. Wednesday when I dropped her off, I dropped her off late. We were all slothy. So she comes home with her teacher's phone number. And I'm like, kid, what did you, what did you do? 
And she's like, I didn't do anything. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Wednesday was their last day at school before Christmas break. So Thursday morning, I wake up, get some things done, orient myself, and then I give her teacher a call. My kid, <laughs> my kiddo, went to school and told her entire class, we didn't get a Christmas tree because we're poor. <laughs> That's not the reason. We... I made the active choice to not get a Christmas tree this year, mainly just because I did not want to deal with the extra. I didn't want to have to deal with watering a tree. I didn't want to have to deal with, you know, the extra of having to decorate the tree. I just, I wasn't really in the Christmas spirit, right? And so I talked to my kids about it and I told them, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I don't want to get a Christmas tree this year. I, I just don't want to take on the extra. And I thought that they understood, you know, we had a whole conversation about it. I thought that they were good and that they understood. Apparently they did not, or she did not, or she didn't agree, whatever the situation, right? But because I was dealing with my own grief, like I'm just sitting on the phone boohoo crying because I don't know what to say or do at this point because my kid just went to school and told everybody that we're poor and that's why we don't have a Christmas tree. And the reality is her mom is just a Grinch this year. But I couldn't, I couldn't form words to explain that to her teacher. So I just sat on the phone and cried. And she's like, if you want, we have an extra Christmas tree. We upgraded this year anyway. It's just sitting in our basement. And if you would like it, I would really, really love to bring it to you guys for Christmas. And all I could say was yes, because I'm a flubbering idiot who couldn't form sentences because I'm in the midst of grieving my pup and, you know, all the things. So the teacher brings the Christmas tree and she's like, I hope you're not embarrassed or anything. You know, I understand things happen. You guys are going through a hard time right now. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not really that. I just, I had actually just made the choice to not buy a Christmas tree this year. Um, but I, I totally appreciate it. And, and you know, kids are going to be kids and say kid things and do kid things. And that's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I totally appreciate it. And this is actually more helpful than not because, you know, on the years that I don't want to go buy a Christmas tree, this is convenient. And I appreciate it. And I, I do. I totally appreciate her going out of her way to make sure that her student is okay you know because at the core of it I know that's what it is but you guys want to talk about being embarrassed and ashamed because you did not get your kid a Christmas tree my kid went to school and told everybody that we were too poor and it's like no that's that's not really the situation here, but we are going through a hard time right now emotionally, and I'm just kind of a grinch, so there's that. <laughs> so that is the story of how the seven-year-old got us a Christmas tree this year. Um, I talked to her afterwards and asked her, please don't do that anymore. Like, it's never that we're poor. That's not the situation. 
I'm just grumpy and I didn't want to have to deal with the extra of having a Christmas tree, especially in a season where I am struggling dealing with the day to day of our life. <laughs> and she's like, but I wanted a Christmas tree. And I'm like, then you should have just said that instead of saying it was okay. Because if any of you would have just said, no, mom, I want a Christmas tree. I just would have went out and bought a Christmas tree. But none of you said that. You all said it was fine. <laughs> I love my kids so much. They're amazing. They are amazing little kids. Uh, and I love them to bits and pieces. <laughs> but man, seriously. Oh my goodness. All right, you guys, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Hopefully everyone had a great Christmas and a happy new year. I know we had a fantastic Christmas that we celebrated early because <laughs> the hubs had to work on Christmas Day. We opened up gifts on Christmas Eve. The oldest also had to work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so... We waited till she got home from work. We opened up gifts. We had a nice small dinner. It was nice. We did Christmas Eve's Eve dinner with his family and everything was really nice. We had a great time. And then after that, uh, we've just been kind of hanging out at home, playing video games, not doing much of anything. New Year's Eve, we are going to sit around and do some streaming probably as a family me and the kids, because hubby's really not a fan. Um, so we'll probably sit on the couch and stream. I do think that I might hook up the Connect camera for New Year's Eve so you guys can kind of see the chaos that is my life on my stream. I don't know. I'll see how that works. But I don't have my actual, like, I don't have a streaming camera yet. It's not something I've invested in. So I don't have a camera. There's that. So this week we are talking about gaming before bed and why I game 90% of the time before I go to sleep. Usually I fall asleep gaming and for me it's just relaxing. It's a stress relief. It's almost always a cozy game. Right now it's mostly Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> But that's if I'm on my Switch. If I'm on my phone, then it's like Evermerge or something. It's always just something calming, something cozy, something I can lose myself in to help distress from whatever it is that's been going on during the day. Because kids, you know, and they're out of school right now, you know, so days be kind of crazy, right? So let's talk about the reasoning why right? Because there really isn't, I'm going to say there isn't a whole lot of scientific research behind, you know, playing a game before bed. Most people are going to say the blue light will keep you awake. I have blue light filters on all of my devices. So that helps. I will leave links in the description for a blue light filter screen protector for your phone your Switch and your iPad because I have them on all of mine and those are the things that I use so that you can get those if you're interested. Beyond that, um, you know, my phone is always dim, my Switch is dim, 
If I'm on my iPad, it's dim, whatever the case may be. That's kind of how I combat the blue light thing. And then I play 90% of my games on mute. A lot of the time, the sounds the video games make just irk me so much. Dreamlight Valley, it's Donald Duck. Donald Duck and his tantrums, his loud ass, annoying tantrums, get on my nerves. So he is 100% the reason why I play Dreamlight Valley on mute. 100%. Because, um, sir, why are you walking up to me and throwing a tantrum like a two-year-old? Why? I don't know why. And I really wish, hey, Dreamlight Valley devs, if you're listening, Gameloft, if you're listening, give us the option to mute characters. <laughs> that would make that game so much more enjoyable for me if I could mute Donald Duck and Maui. Just those two. Everybody else I'm cool with. But those two, the thump, the chest thumping and the tantrum throwing, like, get that mess out my face. For real. So beyond that, um, reason one why I game before bed. And as you guys know, these are my opinions, right? Nothing scientific to back this up. This is literally just how I feel. Gaming after a long day, specifically after a long day, and that long day can be a long day at work, a long day of household chores, running errands, dealing with the kids, a family day out, which as all of you with kids know, a family day out is a long day. It doesn't matter if you guys go to Walmart and have a blast, the beach, have a blast, or you just drive somewhere and come back. It, it's a long day when you have, especially when you have a big family, there's six of us in the car going places. It's a long day. <laughs> so after a long day, it's so easy to just sit back, grab my switch. Typically it's my switch because I can squirrel myself into a corner with my switch and I don't have to take over the main TV. I do have plans on setting up a monitor and the Xbox because I don't have a computer at home. It's currently at my office. Um, and when I move my office back home uh, in a month at this point, well, two months, the end of February, when I move my office back home, I'll have the computer at home and the monitors will already be set up and all the things. But until then, I am planning on setting up a monitor so that I can play my Xbox without taking over the kids' TV. <laughs> because a lot of times I do feel selfish when I decide I want to stream or when I decide I want to game and I have to take over the entire TV to do so. I feel selfish. So a lot of the times I'm picking up my Switch or my iPad and I am playing on those things. And it's just, like I said, a distressor. It's always a cozy game. Dreamlight Valley, Wildflowers is one that I enjoy playing. Hello Kitty is one that I enjoy playing. Cozy Grove is a really good one because really on a day-by-day -day basis, there's only like 30 minutes or so of actual gameplay that you can do in Cozy Grove. It's a really fun, quick play at the end of the night. Dreamlight Valley, I can get caught up and look up and be like, oh my damn, it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm still playing this game. I love that game so much. 
Uh, same with Palia. I started playing that in the last couple of weeks and I can literally get on that game at nine, 10 o'clock at night and look up and it's three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what, what happened? I blinked. I swear I have not been on this game this long, but I have been. And I do it because I'm just calm and I'm relaxed and I'm de-stressing and I'm enjoying myself. And that reason alone is why I play at night. But playing a game that has only has so much content for you to play is an easy way to not get caught up in the damn why is it three o'clock in the morning and I'm still up with this game in my hand, you know? But definitely the de-stressing at the end of the night because, yeah, kids, mom life, all of that, right? Let me know. What are your favorite de-stress games? Like, because I know people de-stress differently and I am trying to broaden my horizons when it comes to games I use to de-stress. Right now, it's always a cozy game, but I would like to maybe broaden that into something else. And I know cozy games mean something different for every person. Like what I say as a cozy game may not be a cozy game for you. It may be an annoying game for you. Or Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing, but I can get swept up in that game for hours because it's literally a black hole of do nothing or everything, whatever. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite games to de-stress to at any point in day, but particularly at the, in, at the end of the day, at the end of the night, once the house has started calming down and you have time to just squirrel away? Gaming can improve your mood. And this is so true. And I think it really depends on the game that you play. Now, if you're trying to be in an uplifting mood, Wildflowers maybe not may not be the best game to play if you're still early on in the storyline because it gets kind of sad. <laughs> Spirit Fair, Fair may not be the best game to play because it gets kind of sad. <laughs> And if you're anything like me, you're going to sit there and you're going to cry your eyes out and you're going to be like, why did I decide to play this game? Well, because you wanted to relax and de-stress a little and you thought that um, this would be a good way to do it. And that's fine. Um, but sometimes you have to look at the content as a whole. <laughs> And see if maybe what you're playing is not something that will uh, stabilize your mood. I do know as a whole, video games have the tendency to give you a really good dopamine hit when, you know, you need a little mood improvement. So picking a game with bright colors especially games that have tasks for you to complete. Those games are top tier for giving you that dopamine boost so that you can um, improve your mood and keep going. For me, at the end of the night, it gives me the ability to feel accomplished, especially on days where, and I have a lot of these days, and this is definitely just an internal thing, it doesn't matter how much I've accomplished during the day. I always feel like I haven't accomplished anything. I didn't complete anything. Nothing's been done. And this is really just a me thing. Like it's all internal because I could clean my house from top to bottom, miss one room and be like, I didn't accomplish anything today. Don't do that to yourselves. By the way, it's 
it's so harmful to your mental health to be like that with yourself. Always give yourself credit for the things that you have done. Even the little things, because the little things matter just as much as the big things. So that dopamine hit is like your feel good chemical, right? So now you're feeling good, you're happy, and you can go to sleep and not be stressed out because I don't know about you, but for me, if I go to sleep in a state of stress, I have the wildest dreams, the craziest dreams. And we don't want that. We don't want crazy dreams because then you don't get really good sleep and you wake up in the morning and you're all grumpy and it's a whole cycle, right? So get that dopamine hit before bed. Play a nice fun video game. Mario Rabbits is a good one for a dopamine hit. <laughs> if you've never played, you should play. It's a lot of fun. Number three. Now this is the one that's going to be like, ah, uh, you're reaching, but I'm really not. So hear me out. Gaming can improve your cognitive function, right? So, and it doesn't even matter what game you're playing because all games have some type of problem solving skill, some type of attention that needs to be paid, some type of focus that you need to have. All games have that, right? If you are playing a game, like a puzzle game, the one that comes to mind is, so there's a game called Magic Code, and it is, at its core, it's a coding game, but it's puzzles that you, that you do. They're coding puzzles. It's hard to explain. You have to play the game to get it. But it's a really good cognitive function game because you're literally just solving puzzles. Another one is My Magic Florist is a good one, as is Primrose Lake. Primrose Lake and My Magic Florist are both puzzle type games. My Magic Florist is... um an order filling game, which to me falls in the puzzle realm, may not fall in the puzzle realm for everyone, but it falls in there for me. I love those games and I love playing them at night, filling the orders, giving me that sense of accomplishment or uh, Primrose Lake. Primrose Lake is also an order filling game now that I think about it. Um, but it gives you that sense of accomplishment. And then I go to bed feeling like, I did that. I also get that feeling when I play Mario Deluxe because I passed that level. Like, for real, I passed that level. <laughs> so games like that where you have... Oregon Trail is another one. Games like that where you have to pass levels, finish things, complete things, give you that sense of completion and it is an amazing feeling. Right before bed. Give you all the good feels, right? And then you go to sleep, you have a good night's sleep, you wake up in the morning and it's like, ah, refreshed. Why are you refreshed? Well, you're refreshed because you feel like you completed something right before bed and you went to bed slightly more relaxed. It's a good thing, right? And this rolls right into number four, which is gaming can help you sleep better. You play a game, you're focused, right? 
any stress and anxiety that you had about the day, you kind of push it to the back burner because you're trying to complete a task. And then once you complete the task, you decide to put the game down for the night. You go to sleep feeling accomplished. Unless you're like me and after the game, all that stress and anxiety just creep back in. And that's why I say I usually play till I fall asleep because I fall asleep in that state of completion. That's just me though. I'm weird, you guys. I'm weird like that. (laughs) But this is what I meant by a game helping you get a better night's sleep. You play the game, you play it for stress relief. And I mean, if you, there was a point in time when I played my games and I played them in steps for stress relief. So I would start with um, like Mortal Kombat or Injustice or Injustice 2, fighting games. Start with fighting games, right? And then from there, move into a cozy game done the fighting game, got out my aggression, kicked somebody's butt because I'm having that type of day, and then move on into Animal Crossing and go and chit chat with all of my villagers and build things and decorate things and take a trip to Happy Home Paradise, decorate some stuff, catch some bugs, do some fishing, all the relaxing things, right? And then I go to sleep and I feel good because I'm in a nice cozy place. So definitely playing a playing a nice cozy game before you go to bed will help you relax and get some good sleep and then this is number five is one that I have talked about before but not in this context at the end of the day right before bedtime you're looking for something constructive to do with your children or something fun to do with your kids or your family as a whole and you can't really figure anything out Get together and play a game. Play Mario Kart. Maybe not Mario Kart. Mario Kart always ends in tears in our household because somebody's got to lose and it's almost always a seven-year-old and she don't like that. She don't like that at all. But Minecraft. Minecraft is a good one because it's just you guys playing a game, doing nothing and everything together, right? Dreamlight Valley now has multiplayer, so that's always fun. Um fable me and the kids used to couch co-op fable because they've got the two-player game even though the second player is just following the first one it gives you an opportunity to you know when you have younger kids play together without them actually playing with you stardew valley is another one where you can play right now me and my seven-year-old have a four corners farm and now that we have more xbox controllers we have one two three we have four xbox controllers now i'm not sure how many xbox controllers you can connect to the one that's something that we might have to test out today and we might me the seven-year-old the 11-year-old and the 12-year-old we might get on stardew valley for a bit and get our farm our family farm set up that sounds like a lot of fun my son probably won't want to play. He doesn't play Stardew Valley. He doesn't play anything but Mario games and Minecraft. Like that's his whole repertoire of games. Oh, and Five Nights at Freddy's. Like he's very focused. And if he does not like something or he has never played something or it doesn't fall within what he thinks it should, he won't play. That's just how he rolls. And I get it. But Having that connection at the end of the night with your family, your kids, 
you know, playing something fun, giving you guys all the chance to de-stress and relax together. And it puts you on a time frame. Hey, we're going to play this one level and then we're going to bed. We're going to play, if me and my daughter are playing Stardew Valley, I say, okay, we're going to do three days in Stardew Valley, which is what, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. And then we're going to bed. Bam. Straight up time frame. It, it doesn't vary. The time frame is the time frame. And then we're going to bed. Um, Mario, we're going to do these two levels and then we're going to bed. Right? Mario Kart, if I'm feeling froggy and I want to hear the whining in the background, we'll do this whole circuit and then we're going to bed. So it's four races. And then we all, we we play our games. We have a good time. We talk trash because that's just what we do in life. And then we go to bed and everybody's happy. Everybody, we all feel connected. We all feel relaxed and it's a great time. So those are the five reasons why I game before bed. Um, most of which are to relax, to connect with my kids, to get a dopamine hit, to melt the stress away, to help me sleep better. And to improve my cognitive functioning because, you know, as you play those games before bed, you wake up in the morning feeling like you can do more. All right, you guys, and that is it for this week's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it and you got something out of it. If you did, make sure that you like or subscribe, depending on the platform you're listening to. You can find the Mom's Game 2 podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcast. Make sure to leave a review if you enjoy what you're listening to. You can find me on social media at Mom's Game 2. The social media links are on my website, momsgame2.com, along with links to past YouTube videos, Twitch streams, merch, and my blog are all on that website. So feel free to check that out. Join the mailing list so that you are notified weekly of my content roundup. Things that I've put out, things that are coming up will all be in that email. I only email once or twice a week, so no need to worry about spam. And that's it, you guys. That is it for this week's episode. 2023 was interesting. (laughs) I learned a lot of things. There were definitely some bumps in the road, but we will leave it at interesting. For 2024, I am really, really excited to dive into the content creator side of my life a little bit more. I want to keep putting out podcasts on topics that you guys want to hear. And I'm truly looking forward to a more consistent and enjoyable 2024 where you guys just get to know me better. And I'll be doing that through more content. So hopefully you stick around for that. But I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.